Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that meet in your face. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, this is Luke Marshall filling in this week for Doug Rutledge. Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. And today we're covering the topic of a sinner in heaven's court, uh, which was a drama that Doug Rutledge did. And I don't know how you guys are feeling, but just what is your, introduce yourself, and then give me your immediate response to um, when it ended, when the talk ended. Yeah, so uh, I'm Kimball Hughes from Pittsburgh, and that's the second time that I've heard that talk. I was trying to decide if it was more impactful this time or the first time I heard it, because I think this time I had a realization of just how important that message is. Yeah. So you felt like it hit you in kind of a new way. Yeah. yeah. I'm Danny Swahart from Hanover Horton. I thought that the message, hearing it for the first time, I'm pretty sure, I felt like it was very, um, like a punch in the face almost. <laughs> yeah. Because throughout your life, you don't really think about how many rules you're actually breaking every day. Yeah, so how many did you end up checking off? Like, did you get, did you get all 10 already? It's like, you're kind of young still, so. Like eight? <laughs> eight? Oh, yeah. She thinks she's not guilty of everything. Wow. <laughs> Maybe you missed it. Maybe I did. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm Claire Works, and I'm from Reading. And this is also my second time hearing this message. And both times it was equally as emotional, but <laughs> for, different for different reasons. Um, I feel like the first time I heard it was, it was like three years ago. And it was just very different from now when I'm just kind of more mature in my faith. The, I guess my immediate reaction is just the power of Christ mm. and how much, how much Jesus actually paid for us and yeah. that we don't even deserve it. It's not even fair, but like he does it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fair what Jesus had to do so that we could be saved, right? Yeah. I'm Mitchell Caldwell from Reading. Um, my first reaction is relief. <laughs> that yeah. Even if we have committed all of those crimes against our sins, um, we always have Jesus there for us. Did anyone else kind of feel that kind of relief? The, the like, because I think uh, everyone in here would say that they profess Christ as their savior. So like, that's one of the best points in the stories when you're like, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's okay. Like, yeah, I, I know that I'm, I'm bought with a price and I'm already saved. Did all of you feel that kind of relief or did, did it feel like the opposite? Did you feel like you were still there in the court, like being tried? Yeah, for me, it was definitely a feeling of relief, but it was also like a feeling of guilt that I haven't been able to let more people have that opportunity. Hmm. Be saved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you kind of feel the same thing? Yeah, kind of like I was thinking there, about it and I thought of other people how if, if I was in their position and I didn't know Christ, how like how you'd break down and sob before you were condemned to hell. Yeah. That'd just be terrible. Terrible and terrifying, right? Terrifying, yeah. Yes. To to yes. especially if you didn't know, right? If if you didn't know that there was another option. Yeah, if you lived your life in the dark and never knew there was a Jesus Christ to be going to begin with, and then all of a sudden you're just getting thrown in the courtroom. Yeah. So, so what do we what do we do with that? Like, what? It, how how is it fair for the person that never hears of Jesus Christ? <laughs> I mean, and it kind of, that kind of reminds me of like what our mission is as Christians, because like 
says in the Bible that we're to, we're to be disciples of Christ and to um, profess Him until um, every eye has seen and every ear has heard the glory of the Lord. Mm. And yeah, and that's our job is to present people with the message of Christ, whether just like that's our mission here is uh, present someone with the mission, the mission of Christ. Yeah. And they get to say yes or no to that message, but they get an option. Like yeah. that's, that's the free will that Christ gave us, but we have to present it first in order for them to be able to respond. Yeah. And that's the, that, that's our privilege, right? Like that, that's what we get to do as believers. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. What did y'all think? I, he, he kind of started, when he was starting out, he said, you know, that he, he wasn't such a bad guy. Do you think that that is a pretty common response? If, look, think about like your friends and that type of thing. Do you think that that's a common response for your friends to have, well, I'm not that bad? And what do you think that you can do to show them something else? To show them that there's actually a consequence coming that they don't see? Mitchell? You can bring it up to them like the, their sins, but you can't just beat them to the ground and say, <laughs> You did this, 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 and this. You can't. I mean, you could. I mean, just. <laughs> that, I don't know if that's that, the most effective. That definitely would not bring them closer to Christ. <laughs> right. You have to also comfort them and uh, give them the hope that they can fix their mistakes and that they're not by themselves. Yeah. And that God is there and that you're there and you have a giant church, the world church, to help you with through this. Yeah. That's a neat perspective. You have the, the entire world to help you yeah. with this in some senses. I would say like, I would say the biggest thing is just talking about it more. Like how often do we even talk about our faith in our schools or just, even if it's not even at school, but just in our day-to-day -day lives or even with our family, like whether, whether the people around you are believers or not, that somehow when we come in this building, it's easy to talk about our faith. Mm -hmm. Sure. But how come outside of this building, it's like, oh, well, we don't want to offend anyone, so let's just stay off of that topic. Yeah, and do you, do you think that they will be offended? Do you think that your friends will be offended if you share Christ? Kimball. Um, I don't I don't think so because uh, I haven't done it enough, but I know when I have, it's like more of an interest than an yeah. offense. Sure. Like It's more not necessarily that they always want to know more, but they're curious about it for sure. Danny, what about you? If, if I found in every conversation where I just get rebuked. Really? Every single okay. time I would get a rebuttal, an argument towards that either he's not real or he hasn't done anything for them. Huh. The counter argument. Yeah. And I find it hard sometimes to take a winning side of the argument because I never have, I have facts coming out of the Bible, but then again, since they've never read it, they don't know it's true. They're unaware. They're ignorant to the truth. So yeah, so they kind of think you're like a Bible thumper. Yeah. You just, yeah. You just got your Bible and you're just trying to whack them in the face with it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you two both uh, made a weird twitch thing. Did did did, did one of you have something uh, to say? I, I mean, Claire up. definitely has something to say. I don't know oh. that, but go ahead, Claire. Okay. Well, so I I know someone that's. Um, an atheist and the one time I actually brought up a conversation about it was it wasn't even like about Christ it was just like hey you should come to Crossroads sometime <laughs> and they're like oh well I'm an atheist I was like that doesn't mean you can't come yeah but like anyways it led to this conversation where she obviously just told me that she was an atheist and I was like well why <laughs> and that's the thing is like sometimes people don't really have a reason yeah. and like she kind of had a reason, but it wasn't. It took her a minute to like think of it, yeah. <laughs> and because she didn't know. She probably like, never have anyone yeah, engaged yeah. with her in or that way it's before. It's like usually people 
or Christians aren't gonna like go out and be like, oh, what are you? Oh, you're an atheist? Okay. Well, why? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who's ever gonna start that conversation? But that's a good conversation yeah, to start, is, right? Yeah. I remember I was blown away not too long ago. I jokingly invited someone to church after they cussed, and I told them that they need to repent because that's just the type of person I am. I yeah. guilt trip people. Just and they said, oh, okay, when? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, like, and they ended up coming to I church with me. I was like, oh, I was making fun of you, but <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah, and, yeah, but I think that well, they, both things clearly happen, right? There are those that sometimes, like, well, that was really easy. And then there are the times where you get, like, rebuked, like Danny was saying. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't share. So, I had a friend, um, he said, I don't need to go to church to show that I'm a follower of Christ. Huh. And I, I drew a blank, and I was like, what, what do I say to that? <laughs> so I had no idea. So I went home later that night, and I don't know, I think a few days later, I asked my my parents this my sister and I was like how would I respond to that yeah and I think their response was that you have to just have to tell them that it's part of the Bible and you have to be able to show your faith through other people too you can't just take it on your own and you have to go to church and the church community yeah and can't take it by yourself anyone else has anyone else ever come across that before if someone who said like well I'm a Christian I just don't like to go to church Yes. Yeah? What, like what do you guys think about that? I think that there's a couple really good answers to that question. I would say, like, so there's obviously people that don't think going to church is important or sure. don't put it in their schedule to go to church, but there's also some people who, um, I don't know. Okay, so, like, you don't have to go to church to be a believer. Right. It's in your own heart to me, between you and God, yeah. what your faith is. I think that really, if you truly do believe in God and trust in Him, then your actions are going to follow out with trying to get to know Him better and trying to just invest in Him so that you learn more about Him. Yeah. And that includes going to church. Because there's that, that, there's that one passage of Scripture that talks about the body of Christ, right? <laughs> and, and surrounding yourself with the body of Christ mm -hmm. helps your faith. I wouldn't say that, too, you walk into church and say, oh, we're all Christians. Because there's some people that go to church that don't even sometimes know what they truly believe. Wait, you're telling me that there are people in churches that aren't Christians? Wow. Yes. yes. Is that true for everyone? Yeah. That, is that probably true? Yes. Oh my goodness. Actually, my pastor had a sermon about this today in church <laughs> this morning, which is a pretty cool coincidence. <laughs> but she said that... <laughs> People, people will enter this church out of just plain habit. Yeah. yeah. They never they never really dive deeper into what the Lord has to say or what the Lord has to give them. Yeah. They just make church a habit and go every week, even though they may read their Bible or pray once in a while. It doesn't mean they have a really, like, root connection with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Or that it's a building. Sometimes I think about that, like... It, it really is people think of going to church and I I think of like going to church is where the pe people are not really as much as where the building is yeah any more thoughts on that and I have one, I have another question for you guys so one of the statements that Doug made um, before he started running through the Ten Commandments he made this I thought this was really fascinating he said a man cannot be tried by grace a man cannot be saved by the law that's fascinating. What, what do you think about that statement? 
What does that mean? A man cannot be tried by grace. So thinking in the context of a court, and a man cannot be saved by the law. Like, tried by grace. I think of, you can't, okay, when you're being tried in a trial, they're not gonna be looking at like, oh, well, you killed someone. That person's parents, they forgive you for it. But like, that's not gonna save you from what the court's gonna do to you. Yeah. The court still has to try you. They have to look at the facts, right? They have to look at the evidence. Mm -hmm. You can't get saved exactly by the law. Once you're tried, like, the law stands firm. You, you have to go to jail, you have to go to prison, or there's a penalty for that. Only Jesus can save you from, from the things that should, you shouldn't be saved from. Like, yeah, because the, the wages of sin are death, and the gift of God is eternal life, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So we know that's the penalty, and so we know that we're going to be tried. What do you think, Mitchell? A man cannot be tried by grace, a man cannot be saved by the law. It's a tricky one. It is. <laughs> what do you think, Luke? What do I think? You're trying to turn it back on the host. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I would like to know. I think that it is, it is very much a timing thing. So we have to accept the fact that we're guilty before we can receive grace. So that's why we can't be tried um, by grace because we're gonna be we have to be found guilty because that's part of our lot and once we're found guilty Then we can receive grace just like a man cannot be saved by the law So we already know that we're gonna be condemned like that. That was the whole point of it right as he walks through the Ten Commandments and in fact that was the point of the law originally given when God gave them the law Do you think he really expected them to get all ten? No. No. Yeah. Anyone does anyone be like you know what? Yeah, I think they got it. <laughs> it's like as Moses comes down from the mountain and they're already worshiping an idol. It's like <laughs> they got this. Whoops! Like you got he didn't even get off the mountain. <laughs> yeah. The law was never intended to save. It was to show us that we needed save. Well, um, I want to go ahead and give you each a chance to kind of like close your thoughts. What was your main takeaway, the thing that you would want to tell someone about that really stuck out to you. We'll go ahead and start with Kimball. Um, I know the first time I heard this, the big thing that stuck out to me was if you're guilty of one, you're guilty of all. Yikes. And it, when you think about that, it's it's really true. And it's, so if you've done one wrong, it's you're done for the rest. Um, one thing, Danny. Listening to this, I think I could take out that I really need to maybe pay more attention to what I do. Hmm. Pay more attention to what I think, and then dedicate more time to the Lord, yeah. and dedicate my mind to being a stronger Christian and my faith. Mm -hmm. Work on repenting. <laughs> <laughs> Work on repenting. I think we could probably all do that. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is that how much Jesus sacrificed for us, hmm. and that everyone's worthy of that, not just the person who goes to the goes to church every week or yeah. the person who seems to have the closest relationship with God but it's he did it for everyone not just for me or for you yeah for whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life so it's saying that if you believe in Jesus and you accept him as your savior he will save you from eternal death and reward you with eternal life so even if you have sinned or committed one of those commandments against the Lord, Jesus is there and he will give you eternal life. You have to believe in him and trust in him that he will save you. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It really is. It never gets old. Well, that's going to be it for today, guys. Thank you all for joining me. 
Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.